to survive, to endure or live through an affliction or adversity. So how does that work in high school? I was going to get to that. This is Surviving High School with high school senior Bryson Klotzbach and senior citizen Scott Saunders. I'm Bryson Klotzbach, the high school senior. And I'm Scott Saunders, the senior citizen. Welcome into the Surviving High School podcast on the Rise FM podcast network. This is episode six. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing a wide variety of topics. <laughs> we're going to cover a lot of stuff today. <laughs> Lots of stuff. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to talk about is driving, which we had very kind of two different experiences when it comes to driving in high school. <laughs> Well, when did you start? When does it start for you? Well, technically, you can get your license or your permit, I guess it would be, at 15 and a half. And so from there, you have to have so many hours of driving with your parents and whatever until you can go to driving school. <laughs> and then you have to spend so many hours in the classroom with in-person lecturing and driving with the instructors and so it, it takes a while. <laughs> Did you have simulators in your in the driving class where it had like a, a screen or something and then it had pedals down in the bottom and you had to use the, use that stuff? No, that would have been cool though. <laughs> oh yeah, we had it was it was all designed to to uh, check our timing to see if they would put up an emergency oh, okay. situation. How fast fast do we get reaction from time. yeah reaction time from yeah. gas pedal to brake? Okay, yeah. And you actually had to get a certain t- reaction time to pass that thing. <laughs> there was a lot of strange things being said in class. <laughs> See, and it's, it was very different for me because driver's ed was actually a high school class that you took when you turned sixteen. So mm-hmm. it would have been during my junior year for me. Yeah. Because I was younger than most, uh, most everybody, so I waited, and it was with my football coaches, so it was not exactly an intense <laughs> event, <laughs> you know. And the school owned, I think it was, I think it was just one car, maybe two, and we just went out once we'd got through the classroom stuff. Four of us just piled in with Coach Wilson, and we went out and drove around Georgetown, and he put us through our drills. And I still remember the first time he put me on I-75 outside Georgetown, Kentucky. I was terrified. <laughs> I had not been on a highway at all, and yeah. I just kind of lowered down in the seat. and just. <laughs> first time is pretty scary on the oh, highway. <laughs> was it for you? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Going that fast, and <laughs> it's a lot to control. <laughs> So how are you going to be when it's time to teach your kids? I think I'm going to follow more like what my parents did. What'd they do? They made us wait until we were 16 to start driving, just for maturity levels and stuff like that. You know, because as a 15-year-old, I mean, it's yeah, you're not going to (laughs) be... There's some other issues there that you need to handle before uh, driving. And so we waited until we were 16 at least, and we had to drive for a full year which included driving through a full winter before we could get our license. So I had my permit for over a year before I was able to get my license, but that was partly because of COVID. But um, yeah. <laughs> for my kids, I'd definitely make them wait through a winter at least, at the bare minimum, to get their license. Did any of your siblings wait later to get their license? No. <laughs> my no. daughter, I, I see it in her generation of kids – None of them wanted their license. 
and I think Erin was like 18 or 19 before she got her license. Yeah, I know a few people like that. It's, I mean, it can work, but sometimes at some point you gotta <laughs> you gotta be able to drive somewhere. <laughs> so let's see, what kind of car are you driving when you drive? My car is an '89 Volkswagen Cabriolet, but it doesn't work right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's the safest car on the planet. Exactly, it's been living in the garage for a while. I'm trying to fix it up still, um, but I just drive my parents' cars, whichever one's available. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are lucky. Your cars are all smaller. Yeah. My first car was a 69 Pontiac Catalina. Oop. It would not fit in this room. <laughs> I mean, it it was big enough. The trunks were big enough that I could probably have put four of my friends and had them lie down comfortably in the trunk and snuck them into a drive-in movie. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, the, the thing was huge, Yeah. which was very fortunate for me because when I slid on some ice outside the house when I was out driving when I wasn't supposed to be and hit a tree, the the tree took the worst of the damage. <laughs> yeah, they were they were made different back then, too. They oh, were, boy. They were tanks. Yeah, yeah, those things were ginormous vehicles. <laughs> so what do you think it's going to be like for the future of driving by the time your kids come up? I don't know. I don't know I've heard things like... Hover cars. Hover cars, self-driving cars, right? You don't even have to do anything. So <laughs> I know, and I saw a story. I wanted to ask you about this when I saw we were going to talk about it, where there is now a plan to create an autonomous driver's ed vehicle, where the student would get in the car with no instructor, and they'd get their driving time somehow. I don't. I don't know how that counts. I don't know how that would work, but I mean, would you let your kid get in a car with no instructor? No. <laughs> if anything goes wrong, who's going to be there to fix it? I mean, I, and who are you going to blame? I yeah, mean, exactly. You know, who are you going to sue? There's nobody to sue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's oh well, uh, <laughs> you know that's going to be fun. One of these days, you guys are going to be George Jetson, and I yeah, don't know how yeah. you're going to do those things going up in the air. And, <laughs> we'll figure it out when it gets there i guess we'll have to (laughs) so what was your very first ever job so technically my first job was working grounds crew at a summer camp during the summer which i really enjoyed i loved it there working with the people and all the campers and whatever it was (laughs) it was a fun time Uh, my first job during the school year though was at a pizza and ice cream joint like a local family-owned business and have you enjoyed it it was fun while I did it. <laughs> you know, the schedule sometimes got a little rough um, with all my extra stuff that I was doing, but I enjoyed the time when I was doing it. What What was the uh, impetus to get a job? Did you feel like you had to get a job or your folks made you get a job or did you want one or how was that? Well, I had to get a job in order to buy a car or buy anything I wanted, you know, I had to pay for everything myself, so I need to <laughs> fund myself somehow. Okay. I don't think there was a whole lot of pressure to do so, but I wanted to. So. <laughs> I know my my folks just, they bought a car and they still had the Pontiac, so it's like, okay, that's our second car. You can drive that. Mm-hmm. Little did they know. I had the thing all the time. <laughs> it And it, was, it really was a lot of help. If you're in a lot of extracurriculars like you are, and you're always going to work or you've got a band thing or an mm-hmm. image thing and you, now you can just go and yeah you don't have to wait for a ride or anything like right. that. right no more carpool yeah exactly <laughs> oh are you allowed to carpool 
I choose not to. <laughs> smart boy. Smart, smart, smart. Because I became the neighborhood carpool. Oh no. Yeah. I was I mean we're I was on a on a basically a one and a half lane road. You couldn't get two vehicles side by side on this road. And the bus was just in the mid seventies in, in rural Kentucky, you didn't want the bus. So the kids start when I got my license, they were all like, Come pick me up, come pick me up, come get me. I wound up going up and down this road every morning. And then they did take the bus home because I had enough extracurriculars I yeah. couldn't take them home. Yeah. Yeah, I've escaped that problem so far. So <laughs> smart. Not even brothers not even your sister? Well, yeah, I mean yeah, I drive for a ride. You take her around. <laughs> she ever wants you to take her to breakfast first? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so my first gig, the fr- I, I can still remember the first job that I t- drove myself to. I worked at, a, at as a dishwasher at Georgetown College, and I was junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm going in, and I'm, you know, these college kids are throwing their trays in, their cigarette butts sticking out of the mashed potatoes. <laughs> They're doing all kinds of stuff to the food, and you're the one taking the tray going, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you eat that stuff or make it for an art project? <laughs> but it actually came in handy because I used it. The boss let me bring in my youth group as a fundraiser oh. for a couple of trips we took in high school. And so I'd bring all my youth group in. There were like eight of us. And I'm like, okay, so I'm trying to teach all of them how to work the different stations. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that didn't go well <laughs> but we we had fun spraying each other down with the hose oh, i guess yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that always happens uh-huh. <laughs> so what what do you think you're going to do with your kids when it comes first job time how do you think that's going to go i mean it's got to be part of their reach into independence so it's going to be find what you can do and what you can handle obviously i'm not going to just let them do whatever they want but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's gonna I kind of let them figure it out on their own I searched around. It took me a little while before I found that job at the pizza place. But yeah, I had to go and do all the interview and stuff. So I was just like, you got to be able to learn how to do that on their own before they can be <laughs> more mature and <laughs> be able to do stuff before I can trust them to, you know, drive around all over creation. Now, you've done something else that most high school kids don't even think about. And I. I don't want to dig too deep in any farther into this than you want to, because this is kind of personal to you. But you elected to join the military. Now, what branch did you go into? Uh, the Army National Guard. Okay. When did you go in? I enlisted in October of 2020. So that was the fall of my junior year. Why that early? <laughs> well, it was a whole plan. So it was a way to pay for college, mainly. That's Okay. Primary reason why I joined, because they pay a lot of college college money. They offer some good scholarships and stuff like that, and so I figured that was a pretty pretty good gig to yeah, <laughs> jump yeah. into. But the other part of it was doing it so early, is so I could start college on time. And so my brother had done the same thing, but he enlisted in his senior year. So after he graduated, he went and did all his training, but he couldn't start until the spring semester of college, and so. I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to yeah. start right on time. So I decided to take it a little earlier. And so I went to basic training when I uh, finished my junior year. So I'll do my job training here this next summer. Um, but it still won't, <laughs> it still won't work out. So 
Uh, I tried. <laughs> your your plans were not necessarily the Army's. No, I, I tried to get it to work. But I'm just going to miss it by a couple of weeks. Yeah. But that was the whole goal behind it, was being able to start college on time. Otherwise, I might have waited. But I don't regret doing it. It's a good experience. Now, how was your mom? She already had the experience of your brother going through it. But how was it when when Mama found out baby boy was going yeah, so she'd already been through it with my brother, so she knew the process and stuff like that. So it it wasn't terrible. I mean, obviously she didn't want me to go, you know, however hundred miles away for right. a whole summer by myself, <laughs> you know, getting yelled at and <laughs> getting some good exercise in. But <laughs> you are in incredible shape. But what what was it like though, being as young as you were in basic with a bunch of guys that were considerably older than you? Yeah. Um, during the summer months, they call it the summer rush or something like that, there's honestly a lot of us younger kids because that's the, oh. the time that we can fit it in between either college or a lot of people did what I did and did high school. Um, so there's a lot of people from 17 to probably like 20 in that range. There were a good number that were mid-20s, stuff like that. But the majority of us were probably in the 17 18 19 range something like that so it honestly wasn't too bad i was just sitting in the middle of the pack <laughs> <laughs> now did you have girls in your in your uh, boot yeah so the army does integrated training so you train with the females and stuff like that it's not the marines i know don't do that yeah. still so so what was it what what was that like did you have <laughs> did you have girls that were tougher than you that you were like i'm not gonna get this one mad at me um <laughs> okay not gonna go there okay <laughs> what 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 track are you taking for your for jo the job you're training for uh, i'm gonna be a combat medic wow how'd mom feel about that um <laughs> okay. obviously she doesn't like the whole idea of me going somewhere you can you know dangerous areas but right. um honestly being in the national guard it's not quite as likely if i were to do it as an active duty right Right. So on, on Surviving High School, we're kind of diving through a whole bunch of stuff because the goal is this is going to be our final podcast here. Uh, Bryson's a senior, and his senior schedule starts ramping up now as we get into the first part of May and the last few weeks of school. So we just kind of wanted to wrap the podcast up today. And I have done the one thing I said I wasn't going to do. I said you were going to run this podcast, and I wound up doing it. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll just, you know, I started yeah. it, I'll finish it, roll I guess. With it, yeah. yeah, just kind of go with it. You, you have been very good about that throughout this, throughout the podcast. So what's, when did senioritis kick in for you? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> My freshman year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I could say that, but um, honestly, junior year is probably when it started to hit pretty hard, especially after going through the um, military and stuff like that, coming back to the high school side of things was <laughs> yeah a little was, rough yeah what was that like it was it was i don't even know how to describe it you go from a place of structure where everything is structured i wouldn't say there's a lot of mature people there but you know they, they know what to do <laughs> and they learn discipline and stuff like that and so it's very disciplined very structured and then i came here where it's very undisciplined the people don't really have respect and stuff like that and so it kind of threw me off and it kind of bothered me honestly sometimes <laughs> hearing how some people would talk to teachers or something like that yeah. i'm like that's not right 
and you didn't have anybody yelling at you if you did something wrong. Uh, yeah, so there was... <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you get called any unusual names at boot camp that you didn't know you knew? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I can say them. No, but... <laughs> no, you certainly can't. I, my dad would tell me names that... He, he told me that his, his drill sergeant called him all kinds of things. And, oh, yeah. You yeah, get, his drill sergeant knew things about his mother that he didn't even know. <laughs> and... <laughs> So how big's the graduating class for you this year? It is only 28 people, I believe. So that's that's an itty-bitty. I, I had 136 yeah. in mine. Yeah, it's pretty small. I know the upcoming classes are a little larger. Yeah. So you're you're in a class. I mean, things are going to go pretty quick for you. Uh, how are you feeling about graduation now that you're you're this close? I mean, the end of the tunnel is in sight, and it's not a freight train. Yeah, I know. So what is the, what's that feeling like now? Oh, I just want to get it done. <laughs> I just want to get there. That's where we're like, because I was, yeah, I was like that too. It's like, can we just get all this over with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the point where I just need to, you know, have the right mindset and keep going, have some motivation to keep going, <laughs> and so I can finish strong and just graduate and move on. Now, are you are you going to do a graduation party, or are you going to already be gone by the time all that stuff happens? I have my graduation party right before graduation. Uh, so yeah, I'll have a party. I'm not leaving till middle of June. Okay. So now you all see, now we didn't do graduation parties, at least to the extent that you all do them here. There's a graduation party on every corner. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, for me, it was your grandmother's here from Florida. We bought a cake. You're coming home after graduation. (laughs) Mom, (laughs) Jill's having a party. I want to go over to Jill's. After all, she was my prom date. So I I sat there with Grandma, and we talked, and I had my cake, and we took pictures. And and Mom finally looked at me with the disgusted look that only a mother can give you, and I bolted out the door. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. so There weren't any, like, uh, parties for just your class or anything like that? No, we didn't have anything like that. It was... uh, we we barely practiced well we did practice graduation but that was during the school day yeah you know we didn't have a set aside time like for you all and we didn't do a senior we didn't do a senior trip tell tell the listeners about what senior trip is all about here seniors finish a week earlier than everyone else and we take that last week and just go on a trip together <laughs> so yeah we're going down down in Tennessee, and we're just going to spend a few days, I think it's four days, four, four or five days there, and just do some fun stuff and hang out. Yeah, you guys rent, they usually rent some kind of a great big house. Oh, yeah, it's a big house. <laughs> <laughs> but with only 28 of you, that's, yeah, that's going to be a lot bad. easier than some of the upcoming classes. Yeah, I know. It, senior trips, they're honestly kind of unique. Um, I know the public school I came from didn't do senior trips. Uh, I think Sometimes they try to organize the class themselves. Uh, the classmates try to organize like a hangout time. I think one group went to the zoo or something like that. Right. But there was no organized, always going to be a senior trip this week of the school year. Yeah, that for me, that's what prom was all about. Yeah. Was that one big organized event where you were all together. And after graduation, we didn't see each other till the 10th re- year reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we didn't didn't worry about reunions because i was one of the few people that actually left georgetown oh yeah there weren't that many of them that left and 
So they all saw each other all the time. So they were like, yeah, we don't need to do a reunion. I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Love you, mean it. <laughs> so what, what does high school graduation mean to you? The end of a chapter. You know, it's <laughs> you spent the last 13 years or so of your life working on this and trying to work towards this goal. And so now it's time to move on towards, really towards growing into an adult. It's like once you graduate, it's like, Oh no, the real world's coming. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was terrified. Yeah, I was absolutely terrified because you you at least knew know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to graduate. You know, you're going on to your training in in the military this summer. I graduated high school, and two weeks later, and we knew this like the last month or so before graduation. Two weeks after graduation, we moved. So I went from had it all planned out. I thought I was going to do radio. I figured I was probably going to go to Eastern Kentucky because they had a radio program. And then my dad gets this promotion. We went from Georgetown, Kentucky, small central Kentucky rural school to Whitehall, Pennsylvania, an hour west of Philadelphia in the Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, Tri-City thing, big town, big schools. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I wound up in this, going to this uh, junior college, community college, uh, that's now called Lehigh Carbon Community College. And they don't have the radio station anymore, but they then owned a radio station. And I just walked into this radio station, letter jacket, geeky (laughs) high school pants on. And they all looked at me like I was from Mars. (laughs) And I said, I want to be on the radio. A couple of them, I think, might have actually laughed out loud. A couple of them held it back. And it just kind of went from there. But that's how God got me from point A to point B. But, geez, that was scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I was terrified. Yeah. But it was, um, I don't know, It's it, it was a time that changed my life. You know, community college definitely did that. Mm-hmm. So where what is, once, once military is done, once your summer is done, now, then what? Well, um, I won't be back in time for the start of the fall semester. So I'm still planning on going to Cedarville University. Okay. I'll just join in in the spring. But I'll just have to – I plan on working, trying to work for an ambulance company for that fall semester. If I can work that out, just work the whole time. (laughs) Try Just try and get some more experience in in the medical field. More experience and – money yeah 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 that's always <laughs> kind of need that that's kind of a good thing to have yeah <laughs> especially with college coming definitely how hard are scholarships to get now some of them are pretty competitive um i've gotten most of my scholarships from the university directly a lot of my other scholarships aren't um, done yet so that i don't know the results but yeah there's there's a lot of competition so you, you really have to look for those smaller local scholarships instead of those like big broad national scholarships because that's not really realistic yeah you try and find stuff through your church maybe yeah or through an organization you belong to like i could have maybe gotten something from boy scouts if i'd have thought about Mm -hmm. it at the time but i didn't yeah um or even you know there's even for radio kids now there's even a a radio scholarship through college radio foundation specifically for media but didn't exist when i was around and it seems like you all have more options now there than yeah, I there have. are a lot of options there's scholarships for the weirdest things there's <laughs> scholarships for like just being left-handed or something like that <laughs> I mean, uh, 
There are a lot of opportunities, whether it's through the university or just through your community. So we end every podcast, and this being the final podcast, is appropriate we do this. We end it with a little segment called Dear Younger Me. Dear Younger Me. Dear Younger Me, remember to trust God. He has a plan for you, so go through what door he opens and pray for guidance. Study hard, have fun, and know that God is in control. This has been a whole lot of fun. I hope you've enjoyed this. I mean, I know it was an assignment (laughs) when we started, but... I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it, it with you. It's been fun, yeah. And uh, and good luck. You're you're in for quite a ride. <laughs> and it's been fun. It's been yeah. fun to watch you grow through it, uh, and to go through this with you. And if you've got any any questions or comments about surviving high school, you can always reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out to Bryson through me if you like at Scott at risefmohio.com. Surviving high school is a production of the Rise FM podcast network.